Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, first of all, I'm just really proud you're here. I don't know if you saw the title of today's episode, but I promise you this. We're going to talk about sin today, and we're going to talk about kicking it in the booty in our lives because there is a war and life matters and we don't want to get stuck and dragged down by things that the devil wants to use to take us out. So let's go. This is Made for This Podcast. Thanks to Pine Cove Summer Camps for supporting Made for This. Pine Cove is a Christ-centered, life-changing investment in your child's future through a week of outdoor adventure and fun with a purpose. Check out pinecove.com. Use the code Jenny250 for $250 off a first-time overnight youth camp registration. And now, here's Jenny. First John 3 9. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. Guys, <laughs> this is one of my actually favorite truths. I know you entered this and you thought, okay, this is going to be harsh and she's going to be all hell, fire and brimstone. I'm actually not, I'm not going to be, I could be about this subject, but that's not really what I feel about this subject. What I feel about this subject is God every day gives us a choice and there's a better choice and we're not making it. And I want that for you. And I'm watching sin take out a generation all different types of sin, including myself. It's not like I'm above this, guys. The sin of comfort, the sin of pulling away from the work of God and just being comfortable, the sin of greed, the sin of addiction to to sex, pornography, food, alcohol, people-pleasing, whatever, you name it. We are addictive people. (laughs) We love to zone out and cope with the issues that we don't want to take to God. Whether it is a lack of understanding the Bible and just kind of being tossed about from wave to wave. Uh, John Piper has a great analogy I talk about a lot that talks about dolphins versus jellyfish and that this is a generation of jellyfish that just get their food from the wave. They just, whatever they can get, they get it without working very hard. But dolphins are trained to go after what they need. And we need to be a generation of dolphins that, that know what we need and we go get it. So this is what I'm, I want us to see today is that that if we are of God, then we do not make a practice of sinning. And the main reason that's true is because we love God, because we don't want to choose things that are against God that, that he doesn't have for us. So we begin by just saying, this is a good thing. Like running from sin is good for your life. It is good for your life to run from sin. Now, it won't feel good in the moment. The same way that this morning when I went to Orange Theory, my husband wakes me up and says, hey, let's go. And I'm exhausted and I don't want to go because my body still hurts from working out the, the day before. It's not enjoyable to push, you know, my 
treadmill up higher than I am comfortable going. And it's not comfortable having my muscles work against this weight that I'm lifting because it doesn't like it. I don't want to wake up early and do those things, but it is good for me. And I know that I will feel better even by later that day. I'm going to feel better than I would have if I hadn't shown up and gone. That's what I'm saying to you is this is tough medicine, but it's medicine that actually makes your life work because God built this earth. He built us. He set us on it with a plan and with purposes. And when we're living in those purposes, there's peace and there's life, Romans 8 says. And when we are not living in those purposes, there is sin and there is death. And that is not as simple as punishment. That is just what happens when we reject God and we are we are away from him. God's ways are best for us. So I want to talk specifically, though, about some things that I see right now happening that I think could be helpful in this laying down of sin. Because some of you are listening, you're like, sounds great. I'm not that big of a sinner. Or some of you are listening and you're going, oh, I'm a big sinner. This is actually an episode about dabbling with sin. This is an episode of just picking up something that doesn't feel that dangerous, that you keep picking up and you keep picking up. Now, that could be something like pornography or that could be something like an addiction to politics above God. Anything we love more than God, anything we love more than God is a sin. Because the greatest commandment is love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now, this is a season about me saying hard, bold things to you. And and the reason and motivation I want to remind you is so that we can move out of the season of, of COVID into a season of thriving, right? That we, we move into the purposes that God has for us. When God says, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that's a really bossy command coming from God himself on earth through Jesus's mouth. A very bossy thing. Love me most. Love me most. Because you were built to love me most. It says eternity was set in our hearts in Ecclesiastes, that there is something within us that is never satisfied unless we love God most. You see it in John when when he's speaking to the woman at the well and he says, hey, I've seen you. I've watched you. You've, you've chased all these things, all these men. You've been with all these different men. You're with one right now. Hey, I'm going to give you water that is going to cause you to never be thirsty again. Well, that woman wants that God because how cool to have her needs met. But in wanting that God, he's going to say, hey, leave this life, leave the sin. He says it over and over again. Follow me and leave your sin. Repent from your sin. Turn and leave your sin. That's what repent means. It's not as simple as confess. Confess your sin. It's repent from it. Turn it from it. Get away from it. Run from it. Quit dabbling in it. Get away from it. And we don't live in a culture that very many people or voices are telling us to do this. So I think it's important that some of us use our platforms and, and say the, the basic thing. You know, I did this on Instagram yesterday. A girl was reading something I said. I said, God delights in you. And, and she said, I have a hard time believing that because of my choices. I was like, well, repent from your sin. You know, turn. This is on Instagram. I, I leave this comment. Repent from your sin. Turn from it. Run away. And, and you'll feel that delight. We can't feel the delight of God over our lives when we're not in the covering and, and will of God. It's not, you're never going to feel delighted in sin if you're a Christian. Now, those of you that aren't a Christian that are listening, you know what scripture says? It says that you won't feel conviction over your sin. It says that's who you are. Sorry. I know this is bold. Don't, don't quit me. You know, I'm a nice, I'm a nice human. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. And it says that, that all of us have sinned, every single one of us. So whether you're a believer or not, you are and have sinned. 
but that we don't make a practice of it, those of us that are believers. But those of you that aren't, it says that you're a slave to sin, that you don't even have a choice, that that's what you do. You know, I think all of us do have some moral, conscious understanding of right and wrong. And so that comes from God. So I think a lot of you are making, you know, what what appears to be good decisions. But to some degree, that Holy Spirit-filled power that God gives us at, at salvation is not accessible to you. And sometimes even just the conviction to know what is right and what is wrong is not clear. And so I just want to say what's cool about Christianity, which we don't talk about enough, is that we are all sinners. So there should be no judgmental Christians. There's only really, really grateful ones, right? Because we've experienced the freedom from sin. We've experienced the power of God in our lives to heal and to forgive and to restore. We should be really grateful people who want to give that to other people. I'm so sorry if you're listening and you think, gosh, I've only met judgmental Christians. That's not what the Bible calls us to. In fact, it says very clearly, like, that's not your job. Don't don't go around looking at the speck in another person's eye when you've got a log in your own, which let's be real, guys, we've got some logs in our eyes. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about a few ways I see that happening. Number one, politics. Guys, God has never been a political God. He he definitely addresses political structures. He is not against politics. Those of you that care about politics and have given your life to it, well done. I was a poli-sci minor with a broadcast journalism major. I was going to go into that world. But when anything becomes an idol above God, that is where we get into trouble. And I think what I've seen lately is people seem to be talking more about politics than they do holiness. They seem to be talking more about what is good for America than what is good for the church. And if that's you, and again, you know, I'm not saying I don't care about these things. I I see important work being done in, in and through government, and we need to all care about that. I'm just saying, where does that trust and priority fall apart? If an election or a an issue that is being voted on is ruining your your month or your day or your life, that probably means it's become more about your circumstances on earth than it has been about building the kingdom of God, no matter what our circumstances are on earth. So I just want us to be careful about it. I'm not saying just like money and sex and and food, none of those, all those things are gifts from God and, and governmental structures are gifts from God and, and we're set up by him immediately on earth, specifically after Noah. So what what you see is a God who cares about order and structures. You know, God's promise is, is not to redeem all the structures. He will one day, right? But his promise is that he's redeeming souls within the structures to, yes, bring good on earth as it is in heaven, everywhere we can. We bring redemption. It is just so I, I care about social issues in our day. I care about biblical issues in our day. But my hope is not in those. My hope is in eternity. My hope is in my God and obeying him because he has the power to turn the hearts of kings. So so he could and and can accomplish absolutely anything through structures and kings. He's been clear about that and he's done it. So if something is not being accomplished, it's not that it pleases him because he is pleased by holiness and righteousness, but it's that we are to obey him in the midst of it and not make a God out of our circumstances, but make a God out of the living, breathing, holy God. So I hope that you receive that well and just realize that that I'm not saying politics are bad, but just like money, sex, food, but I'm saying God has a priority for them in our lives and he is able 
to cause anything to happen. So if it's happened, <laughs> then we need to go, okay, how do we live wholly in the midst of this situation rather than to completely resent the circumstances we find ourselves in? Jenny and I are so excited that we get another chance to tell you guys about Pine Cove Summer Camps. About 10 years ago, I got the chance to be a summer camp counselor at Pine Cove at their high school camp. So when I tell you that it is a life-changing investment in your kid's future, I mean it. Not only is Pine Cove one of the most fun places on planet Earth, but your child will hear the gospel and see it lived out all around them. I remember when I was there that some of the other college counselors and staff that I worked with were just some of the most amazing heroes of the faith that you could ask for to be with your child. Pine Cove offers a safe place of belonging, acceptance, community, adventure. Even if your kid is a little bit shy or has some personal fears that they need to overcome, they will feel accepted and have community and get this solid shared foundation of gospel truth. So what more could you ask for as a parent? We cannot wait for you to check out pinecove.com. Use the code Jenny250 for $250 off a first time overnight youth camp registration. And Pine Cove awards over one and a half million dollars every year in financial assistance. So if you're interested in that, you can go and find their applications on their website. And now back to Jenny. The second thing I want to talk about when we're talking about to quit dabbling with sin, I want to talk about our inputs because whether it is pornography or Netflix, guys, I'll just tell you right now, this is going to get some feedback. Bridgerton is a show a lot of people are watching. I'm going to tell you that I did watch it and I fast forwarded a lot of parts. And I want to say about what I saw briefly in that is that that is porn. (laughs) You were watching porn. And I think we've got to use discretion here because I watched that and I was like, this is not okay. And it is a gateway to more. And so I'm going to say it really clearly that you have got to notice what you're taking in because if you think about what offended you five years ago or 10 years ago, it's probably not that offensive to you anymore just because everything has been watered down, just because sin is worse and getting darker. um, What offended you years ago is not as offensive to you now. And we really need to guard ourselves. We need to be people that are not putting you know, junk into our minds all the time and then expecting the holiness of God to come out of our lives, right? We've got to be cautious and guarded. And for me, those boundary lines are getting tighter as I get older, interestingly enough. I'm more careful about what I watch today than I was five years ago. And it's because I believe the Holy Spirit is growing in me and convicting me. And when I see something that that is offensive to him, it offends me. And it's not enjoyable to sit under things that offend God day in and day out. For you, that might be the news, that might be Twitter, that might be social media, but watching what we watch, (laughs) noticing what we watch is crucial for us as Christians right now because the world is discipling you. The world is discipling you. And we've got to know how, we've got to use discernment as to, to how our beliefs have changed from the Bible to what society thinks, we've got to notice that and and we've got to fight that. It's not that we can't watch anything because gosh, I see God and themes of beauty as, as Dr. Kreider has talked about in the season. I see themes of beauty that are are throughout music and, and plays and even TV. I, I see God in so much 
of the art in the, the world today. But when that shifts from observing something to transforming me, I've got to be really, really careful. And yeah, the enemy wants to get his tentacles into us, y'all. If you're a Christian, he wants to take you down. Watch out for where that's going to come from. And for some of you, it's just as simple as your view of yourself and your worthiness and who God says you are is being so corrupted by social media that you've just got to get off and you've got to take that app off your phone. And I've watched so beautifully my daughter, Kate, do this over and over again. She largely keeps Instagram off her phone. She will get on it and she will post and check in on her friends and then she gets it off her phone again because she does not want to spend her life scrolling and comparing. So be careful what you're putting in your mind. And then lastly, the third thing I want you to be careful of is what you're putting in your body. (laughs) And I'm going to say this, I've said this before, alcohol. Guys, for some of you, this has become an issue specifically in COVID. We have got to be careful about what we put into our bodies. Okay, so whether that's food or alcohol, like just being careful with our bodies and and choosing to work out and choosing that. Y'all, I've got a personality that is pretty like fun. I don't really want to do hard things. This is half of this podcast is me preaching to myself, okay? But I will say this, when I do hard things, there's more joy in my life. When I do hard things, there is more fruit in my life. There is more God in my life. There's more love and patience and kindness and the spirit of God. What he's promised us is this fruit will grow and be born out of your life because of a walk and abiding with Jesus. And limiting negative inputs and limiting, you know, whether that's to my body or to my mind, those things cause me to walk with God in a better way. It gives me more discipline in my life. It gives me more perspective and my mind works better. So I just believe that there are little ways right now and big ways that the enemy is trying to take us out, especially after COVID, because all of our disciplines were disrupted. All of our relationships were disrupted. All of our work and and how we build and live and do our days was disrupted. So getting these things back on track, it does matter. And it causes good and thriving in our life. Our life is short. Our bodies are failing. And the more that we can submit them, beat our bodies into submission, beat our minds into submission, as we talked a lot about on this podcast, the more fruit that's going to come out of our lives. That's what I care about, guys. I am just not a legalist. I mean, it is not... I'm going to side on not being disciplined, which is probably why a lot of this that I'm talking about is about discipline, because I just will, I'm the the type that will quickly go from a week of missing a workout to a year of missing a workout. (laughs) That's how, how I work. So I hope this is encouraging to you and doesn't feel like a too hard of a, you know, slap on the wrist because I do think there is grace. There is grace for all of it. And I guess maybe that's what I speak out of is just this understanding that I'm not I'm not pursuing holiness or not dip, dabbling in sin because he hasn't forgiven that sin or that either, you know that I have to measure up to something. Romans 8, 1 is clear about that. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I actually want that discipline because there is so much freedom in my life that I don't want to take advantage of that freedom. And I don't want to take that freedom and use it for freedom's sake or for myself. I want to be free and receive that freedom how it was meant to be, which was to, we are free to walk with God and to obey him. That's what the freedom was. It was freedom from sin. It wasn't freedom to do whatever we want. I'm going to end with this quote from Tim Keller. In our effort to make God more loving, we have actually made him less loving. His love, in the end, needed no action if holiness is optional. 
It was sentimentality, not love at all. The worship of a God like this will be at most impersonal, cognitive, and ethical. There will be no joyful self-abandonment, no humble boldness, no constant sense of wonder. We could not sing to him, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Only through the cross could our separation from God be removed. And we will spend all eternity loving and praising God for what he has done. Because of the cross, our sin is taken care of. And because that great cost was paid, we actually get to enjoy God and walk with him forever. Let's choose it, let's want it, and let's walk with him and obey him every day that he gives us here. to invite you to join us on April 20th at 7 p.m. Central Time as Jenny hosts an unforgettable interview with David Platt and Pastor X from the Underground Church to uncover why the church is exploding in the most dangerous places to be a Christian. Hosted by Right Now Media, this hour-long interview will open your eyes to the way God is moving around the world and how it can change our view of discipleship. Visit rightnowmedia.org slash webinars and you can register today for this free event. It is definitely one you guys don't want to miss. That's rightnowmedia.org slash webinars and you can sign up today. Maybe you guys can gather a few friends, watch it together. This will be a night you won't forget.